BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. So welcome to Copfather. I am Craig Rommel, along with Dennis Coromilas. I heard about this new movie coming out called Nobody. But he did um, Better Call Saul, or what was it? Yeah, and before that, he was in Breaking Bad. He was yeah. the lawyer, right? It was Bob Odenkirk. So this trailer is, you know, two and a half minutes, and I watched it, and I was inspired. I started thinking, maybe this is the psycho side of me. It started making me feel better. Because it's pretty much about a guy who had a background helping out some very bad people in his past and went on with his life, had a family, had kids, house gets broken into, and he doesn't protect his kids. He kind of becomes a pacifist, but he starts getting teased about it. Well, after so much teasing, he breaks and he goes back to his old way of life. Reviews are like 88% right now. And, and what they're saying is this guy looks so normal and so geeky. It's like it's like uh, a geek John Wicks. You got to watch this trailer, and I'm thinking, okay, now I don't think I'll ever go what he does in this movie because who knows how many people he ends up killing. But it really makes you think what's going on and what what bothers all of us, what puts us in a bad mood in this day and age compared to before the virus, because now. One of the things that's got me going is all the negative news. You know, I read a headline in the Toronto Star yesterday, and it said uh, all pretty much it was saying all news about the virus is bad. And it was a misleading headline because it's not, because the amount of deaths with the seniors are almost minuscule now. It's, it's really good news that, you know, the deaths are down. But I started thinking, I started writing down what really upsets me now. And I'm going to start this off because I know it upsets you because you try to go into the sporting world to make you feel better. Sporting world is it's reality TV before reality TV. It's live. You don't know how it's going to go. If you yeah. support a team, it's, you, you know, they win. It makes you better. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Liverpool FC fanatic. You know that you'll never walk alone, blah, blah, blah. I, they went on a losing streak. Like it's like, and they're losing at Anfield like five or six games. I, I started depressing me. And then I think I, I started feeling sorry for you, buddy, over the Sabres. I know like you're, I don't know why you're a Buffalo city of Buffalo, New York fanatic. How you make it out with that? Is it like, are you hiding in your basement now because of the Sabres or? I, uh, I turned on the TV three nights ago. They made the score two one. And then they, the Penguins scored a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, and then in 15 minutes, by the end of the third, it was 
5-1. And I looked at the TSN guys on the panel. You could see their faces. They lost their professionalism. They felt bad. Like they were not objective. They were felt bad for doing the game. Like when you see that the commentators are affected <laughs> by what they're calling, that's bad. Well, I don't know if you know this morning, and we're going to date ourselves on this. The two coaches that replaced the fired coach have yeah. the virus. They've just put them in lockdown. So the two, <laughs> this is how bad it is. The two guys that replaced a fire coach who they blame for their 12 game losing streak. Yeah. They, they just quarantined them. So now well, they got to go to the third plan. I don't understand it. I don't get this thing with Buffalo, but uh, you must've watched a lot of Irv Weinstein in the day because all of it, all of it might growing up years, but uh, you know, it's uh look, I'll be honest with the, the COVID and everything. There is no escape now. Like I, I'm afraid to even watch the teams I love. And, you know, I was afraid to go to the Super Bowl. The Bills won. I wanted them to lose, not to go to the Super Bowl because five Super Bowl losses would have been bad. And I think a lot of Buffalonians were also hoping we didn't make it to Tampa Bay. And I think that's the truth. No one wants to admit it, but I'm admitting it. I prayed that the Bills didn't go to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, and my wish came true, and now I love them again for not going to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you've always been a loyal fan for that city for whatever reason. Yeah. But Here's the other thing that's really bugging me. These are things that are bugging me after watching this trailer, which looks like a phenomenal movie called Nobody. Have you watched CNN recently? I can't watch it anymore. No, I, I can't. can't I can't. It is so with all the negative news. It's so. I watched this guy Don Lemon last night. I can't. No, I don't he was, watch. He I don't was watch like him. he was telling people to to form up and go after. Like it was. It was bad, man. It was so personal. It's nasty, but I've never watched him because he just. It looked like it was like you know Anderson Cooper, Chris Como, and then. It slid right off. Um, but I stopped. I watched for three days and nights after the Capitol Hill riot, January 6, 7, 8, 9. After January 9, I gave up on the news, man. I can't watch it. it we're, we're under pressure with work, with everything going on, you know, elderly parents and our own personal safety. But watching it, it was, uh, you get pummeled. And during Trump, remember, we were watching news around the clock. Don't tell me you weren't waking up at, six in the morning to check if anybody's blown something up. Yeah. And then after watching CNN, getting upset with that, I decided, okay, I'm going to go over to Fox. They're interviewing Trump on the phone and he's just going. Now they got him coming back on. I, I guess he's planning something, but I just said, you know what? So we did a, we just did a podcast about all the documentaries I've been watching. But that's why I'm yeah. watching the documentaries. I don't want to watch the news anymore. It was always negative, negative news sells. Yeah, but I just can't watch it anymore. So I'm I'm into trying to watch as many new shows and documentaries as possible because it just I can't listen to this news anymore. It's the headlines. You know what I notice now, and I don't know. I just want to throw this out. You ever watch the bank commercials now, and they're all <laughs> mixed marriages. There's, there's more mixed marriages on TV than there is in real life. Have you noticed? And yes. there's, I think it's great. You know, love is love. Who cares? Is there is there a message there? But there's more mixed marriages on TV commercials than there is in real life. Um, 
you know, I, I, I've noticed that, of course. And, uh, you know. Yeah, now you're being careful, eh? Is it? Shit. I look out on, on our street, on my street, and we're downtown, midtown. Um, I'm not sure if, is that it? Is is no one, because we don't have that many mixed watch, marriages. Hey, okay. Everybody watch TV tonight, especially the banks. It's yeah. all mixed marriages. And I'm not talking about one color over the other. There's there's commercials there. There's there's uh, breakfast commercials. And it's all, they're all mixed marriages now. And I just don't, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I don't see that in real life. Like, I know I, I have a very vast group of friends. Um, yeah. It's just, it's like, like it's almost 100% on television now. So I guess, I, I don't know, I guess the, or the clients are just trying to, you know, I don't know. It's the political correct side of it, but it just, it just doesn't look real. I think it's great. You know, it's good. It just doesn't seem real. Is there a hidden message there that you're trying to get across to us? Well, I, I don't know, but most of, uh, a lot of the casting and everything right now, they're, they're trying to even the score. And I'm finding this through even my wife and her agency. They're, I think there's going to be they're going to hit a mark where where the the previous people that weren't represented are now going to be overrepresented and it draws attention to it. And this is you you can see it. We are a diverse city and a diverse country but are we that diverse? Cuz you know th- th- times there are changing I buddy. Know. I just think it's a little phony. I I I don't know. I think everybody should have a an opportunity, equal opportunity in life and all that. But I, I just, I watch this and I'm like, I don't, I just don't see that out there. It's great. If, if you know, people want to be together and it, I don't care. It doesn't matter what sex you are, who you are, what you look like. It just, just watch, when you watch the TV at night. My concern is not as much the mixed marriages, what they're portraying than the fact that are they really telling us the banks care this much? <laughs> well, they must there. I want to know what the message is. And I'm not just blaming banks. I see it with, I'm just trying to think some of the commercial insurance rules. companies, you name yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, what's the message here? What are you trying to tell us that you're an equal employer or you're equal this? Just tell us. And what was the plan? Yeah. So I just don't like any phoniness. I don't like to be conned. Um, again, it's great. If people fall in love. Fantastic. Move on. That's it. But I just noticed it. It's just something I'm wondering, what's the message here? And I'd love to be able to find that out. You know, I got my vaccine through Shoppers Drug Mart a week ago, and it went pretty smooth, right? You know, uh, you know I take the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, and now it's just all bad news about it. Like Now there's all question marks about it. So, you know, you still got to be careful. You got to wear a mask, six feet, all that crap. But, you know, and whether it's the virus or the vaccines, it's it's always two steps forward, three steps backwards with the vaccine. And I don't know if they're telling us the truth about it. So, you know, our buddies are in Florida and they're telling us, come on down. It's great. It's this and that, you know, it's more open, but there's still a lot of people dying down there. The economy is okay because the Santos kept it open, but I wouldn't feel safe going down there. It is a positive, negative issue, polar opposites when it comes to this thing. And I just, I'm getting to the point. I don't know who to believe anymore which is bringing negativity into the equation. You think the vaccine would be good news, right? 
I, I think it is, and they're going to get it together. And the truth is, even if it's a, a psychological uplifting thing to get the vaccine, look, we all just got to get it, man. We got we to gotta move on. The thing was real. People were buried last year and couldn't, you couldn't pay your respects, bro. I lost an uncle. Other people oh, yeah. lost grandparents. You couldn't even go to pay your respects after a lifetime. So that stuff was real and it really hit families here in Ontario. And, but you're right. Maybe sometimes it's really built up. Fear sells, as you say. The bad news, we've been wrapped up in bad news now for a year and a half. I just sick and tired of it always being negative. I, I, it's just, it's hard to talk about anymore. And I think it's affecting all of us to the point where en- enough, like really, I'm, I'm at that point now, my frame of mind since I had the first shot is, is good, but I just, I don't want to hear it anymore. Last year in, in a calendar year, you would have taken two road trips down South just to no, decompress. I, plus all the business. Every time I went on vacation for a week or two, business or pleasure, and I always came home, the only one that greeted me at the door was the dog. He's the only one that knew I was away. Because you know how many times it came up and my kids said, what, you're away? <laughs> that bothered me. That stressed me out so much to this day. Now, it's, a blessing has been I haven't had the feeling for a year and a half because I haven't traveled. And you've witnessed this. Yeah. That bear. Yeah. Big bad bear was the only one meeting me at the door. That was a loyal, 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 beautiful dog. We did New York, leaving New York, uh, Toronto to New York, driving. Did Manhattan Sunday, Monday. Did Pennsylvania on a Tuesday. New Jersey Wednesday, and we drove home. So four days, and we drove home in a snowstorm. And there he was at the door. And you look over at me, and you went, he's the only person that knows I've been gone for four days. <laughs> It's true, though. You witnessed yeah. it. Yeah. And I'd go up, and I'd be in the house for 40 minutes, and like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, it was like I've been there the whole time. <laughs> Listen, I love my family. Oh. I love my family, but it's affected me big time. You know, the other thing is I, I see more now, and I hear it more, religion. And it's not any particular religion, but I, I find whether it's Christians or Catholics or Muslims or whatever it is, I'm, I'm seeing that pop up a lot where people are trying to get, because of the negativity, they're getting more faith. I think, and all I hear about all of these religions are miracles. There are miracles coming. I think if I saw a miracle, I might be changed a little more. I, I don't like people that stick religion down your throat. Uh, it doesn't mm. happen to me because I make it clear. I have no interest. But... I find a lot more people are going religious because of the year. And I'm not talking about just the Christian side of this. I'm talking about all religions. So, yeah. but I, I don't know if you're noticing it, but I'm noticing more people are finding God. I think people have been kind of separated, forced alone a lot of the times and looking for stuff. There's nowhere to go to. There's nowhere to congregate and, you know, I think a lot of people have emptied out. Like, we're lucky. We have families. But how many people are out there right now living in in rooms alone, going to their jobs? And, like, I think this thing is not only the physical, but I think a whole oh, generation of kids are going to be affected by what happened. Yeah, the, met- the mental, we don't talk about it enough, the mental strain on a lot of people. 
we'll, we'll see that down the road also. You're right. I think no. the thing with not just the schools, but not being able to play with their friends, the parents, you know, that are worried if their kids are going to be going to school one day or over the other. I mean, that, that builds on you. If they're going to put money into healthcare, they better put a lot aside for the mental health of a lot of people for years to come once this is over. And I guess that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm trying to rant here and go through any negativity that's pissing me off. That's a big part of it. Yeah, you gotta, you got to unload. I think people, man, I'm surprised that we haven't had, and knock on wood, I don't want it to happen in our city, but I'm surprised people haven't gone ballistic. So many people every day that fall through the cracks that we see in the headlines yeah. that can't be ushered into uh, psychiatric care and stuff like that. I'm surprised people aren't losing their shit every morning on a, on a bus, on a, in an intersection. Like it kind of shows that, you know, Toronto, we're, we're still pretty good, man. This is a pretty, pretty safe, pretty tight city still from where I'm looking at. When you look at what's going on south of the border still. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, well, no, compared to down there. I mean, that's just a way of life down there now. That's never in our lifetime or our children's lifetime. That's never going to improve. It's there. They've battened down on both sides, whether it's gun control, you know, the situation in Colorado again, like it's the third time in our lifetime. This has happened. Nothing, whether you're law enforcement, healthcare, nothing can prepare you for this. There, there's no course to go on. If somebody goes in and starts killing as many people as possible with a, a weapon like he had, and you know, it's either blame the person or blame the gun. That's mixed down there. We'll never see a, a resolution to that. On that note, I know you've said this before. You do speak for a lot of cops, though. You personally, back in the day, you didn't want to be running in when the guy inside was better armed than you. I've always been for gun control for that reason. It was bad enough as it was. You know, you see these pictures of these demonstrations down in the States, and everybody's got a gun, rifle. And I was a cop standing there. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? I'm all for gun control because I didn't want to come up against it with the bad guys. Exactly. I'm all for that. And I don't know how the coppers down there function. You know, you see some of these demonstrations, especially with the far right, they're just openly carrying these weapons Yeah. and they're loaded. And one little spark, one person does something and they're all going to go off. And why that hasn't happened. We've been very lucky on that. Let me ask you a question. I've had it. I don't want to hear it anymore. This and that. You follow this thing with Harry and Megan? I saw some of the uh <laughs> I saw some of the interview and you know when she dropped that bomb and Oprah said, What? You're talking and about somebody said, asked about the color of the kid. Yeah, well, aren't you worried or how yeah. dark will the kid be? So some of that stuff was really, really bad. Now the only reason that I give them a pass on that is because Harry lost his mother young. That Lady Diana in 97 had a lot more years to go and a lot of good work she was doing. And that was a, a sad, sad moment. And he lost his mom over this thing. But I don't know. The English pay for it. And they, they like it. It sells newspapers and magazines and fashion and all that. But I don't know, but man. Don't, we don't, you, have- don't you keep family squabbles in the walls of family home and all that? I mean, to bring it out like this, especially what she did, Harry has worn Halloween Nazi outfit. Like, when did he decide to flip? Again, it's the forgiving stuff. We got a prime minister here, three times wore a blackface, is on video dancing, looking like a black person, 
and it was all forgiven. It was all, okay, he came back and won an election again after this. So you're picking and choosing when it's okay and we forgive you and let's move on because he was he had a history of it also. The phoniness of it is why did she not ask him questions like that? You obviously felt okay wearing a Nazi uniform. You didn't care who would upset for Halloween. Yeah, and I wouldn't a, have done it. I don't no, think I anybody would have accepted my apology. I never found any of that stuff funny, but Harry uh, was in college and so was Justin back then. Now, it's 20 really? years. Like, You're we going to go that? Well, yeah, but there's other people that have lost their jobs over it. That's yeah, my know, point. It's-, it's either forgive everybody, but don't pick and choose. That's what brings the phoniness in here. But I know people that have lost their job because of something they did 20 years ago. You think that Prince Harry hasn't done enough good things outside of that drunken idiot night, the wounded warriors, the Viking stuff that he does for the warriors, uh, Special Olympics t- stuff. I totally agree, but why would she not ask him that question then? Well, would you wear the uniform today? How about that question? <laughs> would you go out for Halloween wearing that now? Yeah. Why did she wow. not ask that? It was such a setup. I'd like to see how many feet of film they left on the floor for that interview. I would have believed it more if it was live. Something that was taped like that, then it's a whole different game. Like, I used to do live radio. Yeah. It was stressful. Here we tape stuff. And yeah. I'm going to edit it, okay? There's no doubt. Yeah. It's our show. We'll do it the way we want. Yeah. When it's live, I'm telling you, it was stressful. You know, we had like a 20-second delay, and that was it. So I go back to those days when I was doing live radio every day, every morning, we had to be careful, even back then, because we were getting warnings from the CRTC all the time, you know, yeah. don't do it again. And it's not anything we did on purpose. But if that interview had been live with the right questions instead of from a friend, it's like me interviewing you. And believe me, folks, there's always a debate between Dennis and his brother, Stath, who's tougher. I think Stathy's tougher. But it's like me asking you about your fights and all that stuff, which I guess I just oh. did. Yeah, yeah, those are some things. I wanted to ask about the radio thing. When you used to have live criminals calling and you'd mask their voices and stuff, how did you guys do that? How did you know that the guy wasn't going to say we something? The 20, I tell you, 20 seconds is a long time. You know, we, we had the producer that always had his or her finger on the button for mute. And when you look at 20 seconds and somebody says something, you can time it pretty good. You know, I had a co-host, uh, Ross McLeod, who was crazy. That's a sweetheart guy. And he got more muted than anybody else, and he knew the rules. Okay, So, yeah, we, we were able to mute it or block it out best we can. But there's no sitting around editing a show. Sometimes I thought back now, how the hell did we get away with it? Or how does it happen? How did we get away with it? So it was pretty crazy. Here's the other thing that really draws me. I, I want to ask you about this. And this is Trudeau. I think since he's been prime minister, he's, I think he's apologized on behalf of Canadians 3,000 times of things that have happened hundreds of years ago. When he says, I apologize for whatever it is for all Canadians, it just irks me. When he apologizes on behalf of everybody, I don't know. There's just something wrong with that statement. And why are you apologizing for me when I had nothing to do with it? My family's had nothing to do with whatever the issue is. You know, if there's 38 million Canadians alive now, None of us had issues with what he's apologizing on behalf of all Canadians now, all 38 million people now. It just seems like it's a phony way of doing it. How, how serious can you take it when none of us had anything to do with what he is apologizing for? And I guess I don't want to just target him. I guess it's all politicians. That- no, I think, I think the Conservatives, Harper, even Mulroney, 
I think you'll find the last 25, 30 years, all political parties and the leaderships. Yeah. Have, I, I agree. I'm going to give you that those. one. They have, but not like yeah. this guy. Okay. Like, like this, like this guy is, you know, apologizing over the top about things that happened. He's been, he's been sorry. He's been sorry about a lot of things and a lot of, you know, it is annoying and the whole tender and breaking down. I, I wish he would stop that and, and just be. I don't even think Trudeau's dad apologized anywhere near the amount of times this guy does. It's like catch up on the apologies. Yeah. He, he's given one a week. It seems like it has nothing to do with me. I wasn't around. I wasn't the reason why he's apologizing or you or your mom, your dad, yeah. our friends. We weren't around then. Yeah. Don't apologize on behalf of all Canadians. On behalf of the Canadian government, we apologize for something the Canadian government did 200 friggin' years ago. Nothing yeah. to do with me. Yeah. Like nothing to do with you. But it just seems like if I was supposed to accept that apology, I would like, what are you talking about? Like, Because they're asking you to share the blame also. Yeah, for what? We didn't do anything. So it just seems phony. And if he's apologizing to a certain group, I would look at it as being phony. What are you talking about? None of these people were around. None of the Canadians yeah. today were around for some of the apologies he's made. I just don't want to hear it anymore. Not on my behalf. I'll apologize. If I feel I've upset some certain community, let me apologize. Yeah. You don't have to do it for me. I'll do it if I want to apologize. You follow this thing about the two Michaels in China? Yeah, I've been following it for, it's been, what, three if years If I now? was those guys and the Canadian government's going to start getting tough with China, I would say I'm doomed. What are we going to do? Like, when the Canadian government wants to do anything to anybody, like the vaccines got stopped in Europe, and, like, we're going to make a stand. The Europeans are laughing at us. What are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. We don't have an army. We have an army, but nothing that's going to cause problems. We're sanctions. If I was these two Michaels in China, I'd be shitting my pants because the Canadian government's going to do everything they can to help me, which is zero. Chinese do not take us serious. You know, the, anyway. the, U, the U.S. is the superpower of the world, 350 million people. You think they can do any more either? Like, what do you do with China? Oh, that's my, there is, they're laughing at us. Yeah. Like, go behind the scenes, and I hope they're doing this, and negotiate this thing. Don't go out public and embarrass us because we're going to take a stand or we're going to get tough with China. We can't I wouldn't be tough. provoking. I wouldn't be provoking either because they'll take offense. And you know what? Unfortunately, it's going to take a whole nation to say, you know what? We're going to pay a dollar more for that thing. We're not going to get that stuff from Costco or Walmart. Shut them down. They're unfair. They've gotten all the great stuff of capitalism in the last 20 years, but kept human rights and everything exactly like it was in the 80s. No, so in the 80s, did, two, 300 years, a thousand years, come on. Hundreds of years. Why are we so, not clamping down on that? I tell you, there's a lot of millionaire and billionaires in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Start going after them for taxes. Start going after them. Start investigating their companies because they're going to go back to the Chinese government and say, okay, hold on a minute here. Now it's affecting all of us. Start yeah. doing that kind of stuff. You know, Revenue Canada, uh, right. the RCMPs. No fault to theirs, but if we're going to play this game, let's let's properly play the game. For every two Michaels, let's go after 200 nationalists that live here who are making a lot of money off us, whether legal or not. Who's got the political will to do that? 
Oh, now, nobody now. That's what I meant. If I was the two Michaels, I'd be shitting my pants now. What's Canada going to do? They got caught up in this thing for whatever reason. These How are they still there? Two and a half years later. How are they still in prison? Come on. It's, it's like, it's, it's already been proven. You know, like these guys have done nothing wrong other than being Canadians. We did a, a favor for the Americans, this woman that we've kept in charge and trying to, you know, all this kind of stuff. Very unfair. There's nothing Canada can do for these guys. There's nothing. It's embarrassing. Go behind the scenes. Start picking off some of their nationals that are living here. Lock them up. Investigate them. Open it up. Open their books up. That's going to get the message back. Couple last things. You know what I hate now? I hate getting old. <laughs> I hate getting a spot somewhere and I'm thinking, okay, what is that? You know? <laughs> I, I just hate getting old. It's like there's a new normality about having other concerns I'm just not used to. I try to hang out with as many young people, even though I can't keep no. up with them. Well, they got to get, let's get everybody vaccinated, get healthy. And this thing's going to be with us forever now. Forever. It's going to be like getting the flu. It's a, it's a flu and shot. Yep. And uh, we just got to, man, everybody I know is depressed and has missed out on seeing family and friends. Everybody. There's no one I know that's overjoyed. Everybody's been no. affected. I try to remind myself of that when I want to feel sorry for myself. I just want to leave that. That's my last rant. Why I guess I'm messed up right now. It's affected me big time. So listen, I can't wait to see this movie. Nobody. If it's half as good as the trailer, it's going to, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel like really good about this. You know, there's another movie that was out, uh, Michael Douglas falling down. Did you ever see that one? It looks like the same thing. I've seen that movie. I saw it in the theaters in New York in 93 when I was living there. I felt for that guy through the whole movie. The hamburgers didn't look the same as in the menu. The guys on the golf. Now you're going to die on this stupid golf course with your stupid hat. You know, why do you need all this space? Like everything he did. How long have you guys been working on this street? Is there anything wrong with it? And he blows up the sewer. I mean, that was a fantastic movie. So listen, thanks, buddy. Thanks for allowing me to rant. Yeah, but you have a good weekend. It's raining all weekend. I'm going to watch the Leafs tomorrow night. Yeah. That's why I watched that. And I'm, I'm praying for the Sabres. They got to get a win. Let's do something. They, they're two losses away from an NHL record. Yeah. So now, because of the latest news, it looks like their trainers are going to be the coach now. I don't think there's anybody left. I'm surprised no one's called me. <laughs> they should. They do a hell of a job. So listen, uh, you want to talk about anything with us, go to info at copfather.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Broski. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.